Guns N' Roses, the song was called State of Grace. I have no idea what Axel's talking about. But what I do know a thing or two about is that 450 people have locked themselves in and committed to buying Elvira, one of the most expensive pinball machines that has ever been sold commercially. And nobody, nobody has even played the game or seen it played, and yet everyone is committed to buying it. You know, sometimes I think the more we learn in this hobby, the more we forget. And nobody, nobody really cares once you give a theme they like and you limit the number of them, how fast people jump into the water. And people jumped into the water this time without even fully knowing if the clear coat issues, which are still being reported widespread, throughout many different unboxings without knowing the solution is going to be in place people have fully committed to elvira now here's the thing i hope for all of you out there who spent this much coin on the game that there are no issues i of course hope that i hope we can put the clear coat issue behind us but yet to this day we still have not heard official confirmation and we may never hear if, there's, if there ever was a problem, and we may never know what the solution is on this. But let's just hope and pray. I think it's more praying than hoping uh, that when people open up a $15,000 Stern machine, that they don't see any pooling or any clear code issues because God help. God help us if people spend that much money and the games have issues. But I hope you guys really do see on Wednesday night a spectacular pinball experience. I really do. I'm looking forward to that stream by Jack Danger. He is going to flip Elvira for the first time on my birthday of no other days, September 25th. So Wednesday night, keep a lookout for that streaming uh, video of Elvira. It's always awesome to see a game being flipped for the first time. I think some of the questions all of you have are going to be, how far along is the code on the game? And we know this is a Lyman Sheets game. So we know, it's it's funny with Lyman, we know the way it's going to end. It's going to end with an amazing pinball game. He is the greatest coder in the history of pinball without a doubt. So we know this game is going to be phenomenal in the end. Now the question is, when will the end arrive? Because it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that Batman 66 is still not finished like he's still working on that and he's starting this game so i would say if we were if we were sort of looking at how long it normally takes lyman to finish this game i wouldn't expect elvira to be complete until at least a year from now possibly two years from now but i also know this in lyman we trust for for you gentlemen out there who are buying this game i know that you probably have no problem waiting for Lyman to finish the game. And you also know what you're getting yourselves into when you buy this game uh, when it's first released, okay? I'm curious to see if anyone tries to flip a signature edition of this game, right? It's hard to flip a game that was $15,000 immediately, but I am hearing that when they sold out, distributors were being offered $17,000 for the games. Some distributors sold them for over $15,000. We are living 
in an insane upside down world right now in the pinball hobby and you don't even have to give much more to get more money out of these games and you know you heard on the last show we broke it down I think Stern's strategy is genius if you're Stern I do think the buyers are somewhat if not totally getting ripped off but as I've said before they will be happy because they can say they have one of only 50 that's all that it requires one of only 50 games to sparkle so let's see what happens Wednesday part of me is like laughing a little bit if people see the game on Wednesday and it's a dud and it's not that great and these people have committed to so much money uh, we do know we do know for a fact that Dennis Norman has chimed in and said that those are not the ramps that he put into the game and Dennis is usually very creative with his ramp design so Stern definitely cheapened out on the ramps of the game and I know Dennis also said that the crypt area uh, they changed that as well to be I guess more reliable other than that uh, I think he also might have had drop targets in the game that got removed for stationary targets and this this is waged a debate on what's more fun, drop targets or regular targets. And some people are like, it's just really fun to see the target get hit and fall down. I actually prefer drop targets for sure. I just think there's something satisfying about seeing that target hit and seeing the exact target you hit disappear. How is that not more fun and more magical than just having a row of targets that gets hit, right? And and, and so, look, we know why this stuff gets yanked out. It's for a few reasons, it's for cost, and it's for reliability. I mean, nothing is cheaper than to put a big bank, right, one big target like in the Munsters on each side of the game. How, how cheap is that compared to actually hitting drop targets? So, you know, look, we're going to see a lot on Wednesday and we will have more discussion about that on Wednesday. So let's start another rumor. And this is something I'm hearing. And we've, we've talked about this rumor before, but I, I, I wanted to just mention it on the show so that you guys out there can have it on your radar and say you might have heard it first at Canada's Pinball Podcast. Now, what's great about spreading rumors like this is if I'm right, I'm the greatest, most informative pinball podcast on the planet. And if I'm wrong, it just reaffirms for people out there who think I spit nothing but lies and junk out into the pinball world, but you still listen anyway, okay? So here's what I'm hearing, and I'm hearing this from multiple sources, and I don't have any confirmation that this is happening. I've talked to distributors who deal with this company as well, have no confirmation. So I want you out there to take this news with a grain of salt, with an iceberg size grain of salt. And here is the rumor I am hearing. I am hearing that a game is coming to Expo that you are familiar with, and that game is Alien. I That is what I'm hearing, that Alien will be at Expo, and that it will be in a new cabinet, and what we've been speculating for a while now might actually be shown at Expo. Now look, you know me. We've been talking about how I said the Big Lebowski would return. It has. I've also been told that this game is coming back as well. The Pinball Brothers are still around. But from there, the information gets very dicey and spotty, and confirmation is really hard to come by. I don't have anyone who will confirm this. I just hear this in the rumor mill, and people are telling me it's coming. 
There's no other signs to point to the validation of this rumor. So all we can do is wait and see if Expo is when the Pinball Brothers return to the pinball landscape. But what I do know is they have not gone away and they are still working on pinball-related projects. They do also have the Queen license as well. And I don't know what else they've been working on. Uh, but what do I think if Alien Pinball comes back in a new cabinet? Do I think it will sell? And the answer is yes, I do think it will sell. I think people who have played that game when it's working have really enjoyed it. I do think the Highway Pinball cabinet is hideous and I've never liked it. Uh, I think the music and the ambiance and the coding of the game and the way that game puts you into the alien world, people love. But it's one of those games that I think the majority of people who have played it have never really experienced it properly. It's always been broken at shows I've been to, you know, and I don't think you can play Alien in this like really bright, loud, obnoxiously annoying like pinball show. I think you have to play it in a home use only environment to really get the effects of the light show and, and, and the creepy Alien music. You know, David, who did the music for this game, it's incredible. Theal, right? Is it Teal or Theal? I always, I always get it wrong. And I always have Rare Hero whispering in my ear how to pronounce it right. So do I think it'll sell well? Yeah, but here's the other thing that's just, we can't avoid this. There's so many games coming out, and if you throw this into the mix, how much are they going to charge? Are they looking at what Big Lebowski's are going for and saying, hey, why don't we just make 500 aliens at 12.5 and call it a day? The other thing I'm hearing is that because it's a new company, they are not going to uh, make whole the people who lost money with Highway Pinball. Remember, they bankrupted Highway Pinball and they became a new entity. So they, they don't have any obligation to fulfill the people who got burned by Highway. But we know how the story goes. If you don't fulfill those people who got burned, you will most likely create nothing but ill will towards your new venture. And why start a new venture like that, all right? Okay, so speaking of bankrupt, though, have you heard that Suncoast Pinball has, has declared bankruptcy? A move that nobody cares about in the pinball world. I mean, Suncoast Pinball to me, it's sort of like, I don't even know the right metaphor. It's just a tree falling in the forest, right? Nobody has cared or followed or really been excited about anything that they've seen from Suncoast Pinball. And it's not to knock them. But I think for you out there who loves pinball and wants to see exciting, magical, amazing new pinball machines brought into the world, there's nothing exciting, magical, or very different about this game at all. It's too simple. It's too pedestrian. And at the price point, why would you buy this when you can buy a Stern Pro that is so much better? And I think being different just for difference sake no longer has a place in pinball anymore. And I think they might have heard some of my shows from maybe like two years ago when I said all you have to do is look good and be limited, but we know that's not the case, right? Nobody wakes up and says, I really want a pinball game that has to do uh, with a carnival in outer space. I, I don't even know where they got this theme from, uh, but there's never been any, any real appeal to the game itself. 
And so now the rumors that they were laying people off and they had some financial hard times are obviously true. But again, it's just like, it's just a thing I don't think anybody really cares about. With so much exciting stuff happening at Jersey Jack and Stern Pinball and Chicago Gaming and Spooky Pinball, uh, you know, why would you care? Why would you care to, to see where this company ends up? And I do find it funny that they're declaring bankruptcy to financially, uh, you know, get themselves in a position where they can make more games. And I don't know. If you want to lose money in this world, the fastest way to lose money in this world is to start a pinball company without a plan. And with why would they even bother going down this road and investing all this time, money, and energy if their first game was going to be a flop? You see, so you can't do it, right? You can't you can't break into a category with a failure and expect to keep going unless you have a lot of investor capital. But if you look at their first offering, who's going to like look at this and say, oh, we need to keep these guys going, right? It'd be different if it was Dutch pinball because I'd be blown away by the game and said, hey, like let's get this game out because imagine what game two could be from Dutch pinball if this is what game one is. But no, no such case with Suncoast pinball. So I think we wish them well as they sort of ride off into the sunset of bankruptcy and try to financially get themselves on solid ground again. But I don't think anyone's holding their breath to see what game number two and three is from Suncoast Pinball. All right, what else is going on in the pinball world? So Deep Root has spoken, and Deep Root has made an official announcement about what we can expect from them at Houston's uh, like Arcade Expo in November. Now look, We've sort of danced around Deep Root. We talk about them every once in a blue moon because they're not very active. They don't talk a lot. They don't say anything anymore, but they've said enough, right? They've said a lot about what they were going to do in the pinball world in 2019, and none of it, none of it has happened. And yet nobody really can be that upset with them because they didn't take anybody's money. So they do get a little bit of immunity from the pinball community, right? But they're also, I don't, I, I understand that part of it, but I also think on some level, we do need to hold them a little bit accountable for what they said they were going to do from just a pure like confidence level in the company. And because none of it has happened, not one game, let alone more games, you know, not one sort of mechanism that's blown us away, not one sort of anything other than an animated video of Raza have we seen, I don't think anyone anymore is 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 like that is extremely interested anymore. And I'll tell I'll tell you why I think this is the way. I think a lot of people were waiting. I think a lot of people were waiting and, and were hoping that this company would deliver something and give them an option in 2019. And now that none of that's happened, I think people are just like it's it's just like they're disappointed that that these guys came out and made so many big statements and then nothing materialized. But here's what they said uh, as of like a day or two ago. They said, in response to inquiries, we would like to expound upon our prior statement. At a minimum, several Raza prototypes will be available to play at the Houston Arcade Expo. Two early prototypes of Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland will be at the Houston Arcade Expo on November 15th through the 16th. Okay, so that's good news. You get to see something. Then they say, these prototypes will not have final art 
design, or code. Our primary goal is to collect real-world data. Uh, let's see. There will be a minimal Deep Root staff presence only to monitor data and performance of the machine components. We expect to complete engineering and launch early next year. A press release and media qualification form will be forthcoming. We also plan to release a teaser for our second title prior to the Houston Arcade Expo show. This teaser will showcase a level of cinematic animation never before seen with pinball, courtesy of Deep Root Studios. Other pinball manufacturers interested in licensing the Deep Root package of innovations or intending on attending the launch should email us for more information. And then there's some note here about like becoming a uh, distributor as well. well. Here, I don't get that line. Other pinball manufacturers interested in licensing the Deep Root package of innovations. So what does that mean? They're making mechanisms that they will license to other companies? It's like, I, I don't understand. Like that was never the point of this company. Was it to license out their innovations or their IP? Uh, you know, maybe we're going to see like the way they implement the screen in the game. And maybe we're going to see the way they implement different me magnets and mechanisms. And I don't know, maybe different kind of playfield technology. Wouldn't that be something that they could license out? But why would they? Right. Wasn't the whole uh, purpose of this company to compete and to raise the bar in pinball? And right now it's sounding like they're trying to do way too much. And. Nobody really plays pinball to see never-before-seen animations. And this whole notion of what's on the screen matters, I think, is ridiculous. Pinball is physical. It's below the glass. If, if you want to start bragging, though, about animations in a pinball machine, great. I can go look at the animations and graphics on modern video games, which will blow away anything that Deep Root makes. And the bar for animations in pinball is so damn low right now. But why are we talking about this stuff? Where are the games? Like, where are the games? And so I, I did ask Robert about Magic Girl. And Magic Girl, is it, he said it might be 2021. That's what he said to me, that they're going to be R&Ding, you know, developing the game throughout next year. And it's around 2021 is when we might see Magic Girl. And so how many years is that, right? Haven't they been working on Magic Girl for over a year, maybe longer? So three years to fix John Papaduke's seven, eight year in the making Opus game? I heard with Magic Girl that something like 80% of the layout is the same, but only 25% of the characters and the code will be the same. I think Brenda's is telling me it's dinner time, so we're going to we're going to we're going to wrap this show up in a little bit. All right. So here's the thing. I think that means Magic Girl will not have the Zombie Yeti art package and I think it's going to go down a completely different road. But does that sound crazy to you that no Magic Girl until 2021? Like where's the pinball market going to be in 2021? My fear is if a recession hits, and, and there's so many games out and people are, are going to hit pause on buying pinball machines that Robert might have just missed the best timing to bring these games to market. 
But the real question I have, and I guess time will just tell, is what happened? What happened a, a year ago at Expo when they were so boldly confident about what they were going to do to the pinball world? It's almost a year later. What has happened that has made it so hard for them to put a machine in a box? What has happened that's made it so hard for them just to finish John Papaduke's game, which John had been working on for years? So what, what, where's all the money going? Where's all the tinkering going? Why are we being told that pinball companies can license this technology? I don't understand. It's sounding more and more a lot like P3 multimorphics approach to a new pinball platform. Uh, and I don't. that's never proven to be successful because Stern doesn't want anything from anyone else. Jersey Jack doesn't want anything from anyone else. Uh, these companies are just making games. And they're making games to the best of their ability. And last time I checked, they're they're putting games in boxes and people are buying them. And and that's what pinball should be. Uh, not these, you know, promises that never come to fruition. So look, the, and I think every month they wait. And every six months or a year later, the pressure mounts on them to have something that is going to be worth it, right? If you tell someone like, you know... We're, we're going to revolutionize pinball and do yada, yada, yada. The, you know, the pressure increases and the hype rarely do the actual products deliver on the hype, right? Starting to feel a little bit like this is the Chinese democracy of the pinball world where, you know, every year it's like we're, we're close, but we're not right there yet. So we'll see. I just want to see something from Deep Root. I mean, I know Robert listens to the show. I know he has a very talented team over there. I just want to see something. I want to see something. I don't want to see white woods. I don't want to see bits and pieces that they're collecting data on. I'm really curious to see like what they actually, you know, wheel out that they're collecting data on. But anyway, it is what it is. All right. You know, Brendan made a nice frittata. And I know for your listener of the show, I know you don't want to like have it cut short, but I'm going to give you just a few more minutes and I got to go eat dinner with my beautiful wife. So what else is going on in the pinball world? Okay, let's see. The Munsters. Uh, the Munsters toppers don't seem to be working very well. So if you have a Munsters and you ordered a topper, you might have issues with it. I was in the Munsters thread and people are like, well, you know, this game's great. Like, why aren't people loving it? And, and I do think that the Munsters, unfortunately, is going to always be compared to Batman 66. And, I, and unless you get more of the show into the game, I do think people are, are going to write off the Munsters as a little bit of a miss, a game in which the fun elements of the show aren't coming through enough in the coding of the game. All right, something I haven't talked about, and this is something that I think is just interesting, is that Jersey Jack Pinball, he is making more Ruby Red Edition Wizard of Oz games. I, I, why, right? I was just trying to understand why. And I think if you were to ask me, I think the reason Jack is running more Ruby Red Edition Wizard of Oz games, I think it's to probably pay for all of the free play fields he's had to give out. And so let's rerun more Wazes. Now, the question I, I, I don't understand is why do we need more Ruby Red Edition Wizard of Oz games when you can go find those games now in mint condition, home use only, readily available for sale? I see Wizard of Oz games all the time available for $7,500, and they were originally $9,000. So is there really a market demand for more Ruby Red games? 
it is also funny that Jack did sell us all on the Yellow Brick Road edition and how they removed the monkey mech and how that's it's the better version of the game. And now he's going back to making more Ruby Red editions with the monkey mech in it. It's a little bit of like, well, which one is it? And, you know, Jersey Jack, when they, to me, they need to get to a point where they just can't always fall back on Wizard of Oz. It, it's, it's like the one game, whenever they need to raise capital, it's just like, well, just make more Wazes. And that's, it's great, but it's also bad if you own a Wizard of Oz for resale value because there are so many of these things out in the marketplace. None of them feel limited. None of them feel special. I mean, they got close to it. The Yellow Brick Road Edition, if it had all the working mechs in it, I think that would have been, you know, the one that ultimately people collected. Uh, but again, there's just everywhere I look, there's Wizard of Oz's out there all over eBay on sale, this and that. There's so many. I get lost and, and confused on like which one is the one that's actually the one to get. Okay, so, you know, speaking of Jersey Jack, when are we going to see the collector's edition? I think Jack is, he might be running out of time. It's crazy to me that Ruby Red editions are on the line, but the collector's editions are not. Now, some people are speculating that he wants to run Wizard of Oz to prove that they can, uh, you know, they can have no play field issues and they'll, they'll be bulletproof. But I would argue that I think those playfields for those Ruby Red edition that's, that he's running now have been in, in the factory for a really long time. So I don't know. I don't know. We have to, we have to wait and see. See, I, I, I'm going to close on this note. I do think it's kind of crazy that until we all waited to see if these problems would be solved, I mean, I'm still seeing Jurassic Park's chip out of box, and it's in the threads. Until we see that this problem's been solved, people are still buying. People are still making games. People are still committing to paying extreme prices for toys that might be defective. And I don't know why there's so much impatience in this hobby. Everything comes up for sale. Everything you can get if you just wait. I don't understand why everyone has to run to it immediately and, and, and gobble them all up before they know the product is gonna be quality, before they even know if the game's any good, before they've even seen the game played, Elvira sells out like that. We've seen it before, we'll see it again. Nothing will change. There's no way to change the way people in, the, in this hobby are. The sad thing is, because of that behavior, companies will make lazy decisions. Companies will make cheap decisions. I'm coming, Brenda. She's at the door. Companies will make cheap decisions. Ultimately, if you want to see the games get better, you should demand more for the money, right? And I'm sorry, but Elvira Signature Edition is just case in point of why would Stern ever give more now after they saw what you did with, with that game? You basically spent $5,000 more for nothing, for absolutely nothing. It's unbelievable. Why should they try harder? And I almost feel bad for Jack because he's trying so damn hard. He's, they are trying to put so much more into these games, and yet he's going to struggle to sell the collector's editions of Willy Wonka, which will have much more effort into it than Signature Edition Elvira. And I, I don't know. It's just sad. It just It does go to show how you have to make the right marketing move at the right time. It doesn't matter 
if your product is better because you might have just like missed the window of opportunity. I'll close this podcast by saying I am no longer getting the Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition. It's a kind of a funny story. I won't even get, go into it, but I had the deposit in. Uh, the game found another owner. I got my deposit back. I also, for those of you who saw me put up my Big Lebowski on eBay, I'm still not flipping it for a profit. I just wanted to see what offers people were, were giving on the game as little market research to see what the current market value is. And I, I'm, I'm going to say this. The, the market has softened because of Barry's promise to build more. Not shocked by that. I also will believe it when I see it. Uh, that Barry can actually make more of these games. But until then, I still think the best Big Lebowski to have is one in a box in America that you could go get tomorrow. And I think there's going to be more value in a game like that than the promise of him being able to get production going again. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this really fast, abbreviated episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Check out Elvira on Wednesday, and we will be back with more episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah.